What's up, everybody? This is Fred Ricciani. We have right here via Zoom a very special guest. You may know him <laughs> from such productions as Rel, Snowfall, The Rookie, and you're about to get to know him if you don't on the reboot of The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. We are talking to actor Jordan L. Jones. Bel-Air, February 13th on Peacock. Jordan, thank you so much for your time. How's everything going? Hey, man, that was a great introduction, man. I need you to introduce <laughs> me for everything that I do now. Hey, I'll take bookings. Put me in your IMDb. We'll be good. Okay. I got you. <laughs> Man, at the time we're recording this, we are less than two weeks away from the premiere mm -hmm. of the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air reboot. We were talking a little about it off the air. A couple of years ago, a trailer surfaced that looked like a fan-made trailer. And I was thinking, my God, like a lot of fans. It'd be so cool if there was like a gritty version of the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Two years later, it is now reality. You're now playing Will Smith's best friend on the show, I have a major role. Yeah. Can you describe just this journey and how you got involved in this? Uh, this journey, man, a long one, but you know, <laughs> just as an actor, um, you know, getting roles and then going through times where you kind of, you know, kind of are stagnant. You gotta, uh, you know, kind of uh, reevaluate kind of what you want to do sometimes, depending on, you know, like the journey sometimes tumultuous. So, um, Getting this audition, I think we talked about this for a little bit, but getting this audition at first, I'm like, you know, Fresh Prince, like, you know, the Fresh Prince was such a good show. It just was such a good, honestly, I'm going to say it's the best show ever. It's almost like, it's like that. So it's thinking, iconic. Yeah, it's like, you know, so it's like, if we're going to redo it, let's do it like, you know, kind of like we're doing it now. But at first, I didn't know. Um, and it was like, ah, uh, like whatever. I just was neither here nor there when it came to like the audition. And then I read it and then I saw Morgan Cooper's name. And that's why I was like, oh, this is the guy who did that trailer. <laughs> so I'm, I'm auditioning for it and the lines and like, and you know, like you can, you can tell that once you start reading the script, you're like, okay, this is completely different. You know, the original is a 30 minute sitcom. This is an hour long drama. And it's basically every character, uh, that you know, from the original, you know, there's, there's, similarities there's small similarities but a lot of it's different a lot of it's different a lot of it's fleshed out um a lot of it explains why you know jazz met will and why more of why like you know instead of like one little fight my mom got scared and it's like oh we just go past that and now boom the show's on and now he's just with his family and we don't really care because it's a comedy but you actually see the journey he really goes through from okay his mom is actually scared that like he's going to die. He goes to jail, police brutality is involved and he can't live in Philly anymore for fear of his own life. So that's a whole different take on instead of like, you know, I got a real little fight, my mom got scared and then say you move with your auntie and I go, <laughs> like, no, it was a whole lot really to, if that basically, if that really, really, really happened, how dramatic would that be right now in 2022? And so I think that's Morgan's vision and how he captures it. And so far, I know like with the trailer, I think you've probably seen, have you seen the first episode? I've not seen the first episode. Yeah. I, I, I saw the trailer and I saw the cast, re including yours okay. reaction to the trailer. And it was, it was dope. Okay. Yeah, man. And just so you can see the, you can see the tone, you can see the mood, the new mood of the show. And yes, there's funny parts in it, of course, like in every drama, it's still comedy. Like I, I'm have some funny parts, but I'm, I'm glad that, you know, especially with this role, um, just like kind of like the difference, like I can show like my dramatic side, flirtatious side, comedic side. Um, and that's for every character. So I'm just excited for this to finally come out. So, you know, all, all the questions that need to be answered will get answered. 
And uh, you guys can see, uh, in a way, like Morgan Cooper's universe within the Bel Air. So I'm really excited, man. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely looking forward to it. And yeah, from what you describe, it kind of sounds like this is more, obviously this is Will Smith's story, but it's still kind of like an ensemble cast. Like there's more depth. Like, as you said, like it's not half hour shows, it's an hour shows. which gives you more time to tell stories, more yeah. times to explore, you know, Jazz's character or Uncle Phil's yeah. character or, or Carlton or, or any of these guys, all these people that are around will that interact with him and how they got to this point. Yes. And like every character as every show, you know, has a character arc and kind of like what you said, it's like when you watch certain shows, and this isn't a bad or a good thing either. Uh, just like even with just with Fresh Prince, um, you know, everyone knows that like Will is the lovable favorite character. Boom. That's what it is. Now, that's similar here, but because it's hour long drama fleshed out, like I said, people, different viewers are going to have their favorite characters and their favorite storyline in this whole, you know, season. So I'm ex really excited for that, too, because, you know, people might be like, oh, I like Jack the most. Or like, <laughs> you know, so I'm I'm just really excited for people to see this take on the same characters. Um, but in 2022, and seeing like really what the viewers think about every character specifically and every character storyline. Now, was this film during the pandemic or right before it? Uh, no, we started shooting uh, September. Okay. So, I mean, I guess still during because we're in it still, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you, you would call this still in the pandemic right yeah yeah oh yeah for, okay. for sure for sure and and i've talked to a lot of actors who have said that the auditions have kind of changed since the pandemic right uh, like yeah. yeah there's in person but a lot of it is self-tape as in literally like taping yourself either like in your apartment your house wherever um and, and then sending it out there to you know hopefully that's all, that's get the gig. Been. that's literally all has been and for me I, some people like that though because some people especially in the room when you're in the room with the directors and stuff like that me personally I like being in person because like I feel like I'm just charismatic and I can go in there and I can break the ice and then boom, we can do, do the audition. Yeah. People can see you for who you are. So I'm not so worried about messing up because they're like, oh, he got it. Don't worry about <laughs> it. Some people like just get that first sense of like nervousness when they go into the room the first time. And like, you know, I've heard stories of like, oh my God, I prepare so well. But then just when I got in front of them, like I was nervous and like kind of forgot. So I they like the self-tape because you can do it as many times as you want. And um you know, you can get your best take, the one that you feel like the best about. Um, but for me, I it hasn't been a struggle. It's just been different. It's just like, man, I, they don't even know who I am, you know? <laughs> so I thank God because me and Morgan are really cool. And Morgan is one of the, honestly, one of the best people I know. Seriously, I'm not just saying that like lightly. He genuinely is one of the best people I know. We talk all the time, like football. He's a Chiefs fan. Um he calls me, he tells me, hey, I've been praying for you, like stuff that, you know, a showrunner doesn't have to do to just make them nice. He just is a great person. Um, so, I mean, I know I was going to tangent about Morgan, but I mean, he's a great, <laughs> no, let's he's, talk a, he's, he's a great guy. And I'm, I'm glad that he chose me and could see my charisma and could see jazz through me, even through a audition that was just like this. It was auditioned with him, Jabari, and I like did a chemistry read and I'm, I'm just so glad uh, in a way I killed it. <laughs> you definitely killed it. And from what, what I've seen so far, I mean, it looks like you guys are definitely killing it. And I, I love from what I hear, like the on-screen chemistry. How yeah, was the, how I, was I was the chemistry? Just, I was just hanging out with them last night and like wow. on some solo stuff. We, uh, I would say that, you know, I've, I've done, a, I've done a lot of work and, and every single set, um, if you don't hang out with each other as a cast, that doesn't make you mean or anything. Just, mm -hmm. 
it's the difference between working and you know kind of loving in a way um my mom always says like if you love what you do you never work a day in your life and I feel like that with this cast I feel like when I go and no matter how many lines I have or whatever I feel so connected with everybody that is so fun like when I get on set it's like fun there's days actually where if I'm not shooting I still go to set just to have fun and not like you know be distracted or anything but just you know, it's free food, it's great people. It's like, <laughs> like, I get to see directors more and the showrunners and everybody is just so, just so nice and kind and warm, honestly, that it makes for a better show, just making it, making it run smoother. And me, Ali, uh, the guy playing Carlton, Jabari, we're playing Will, Lisa, Coco, um, oh, Simone, who's playing Lisa, Coco, playing Hillary. Uh, we go out all the time. We hang out, um, like you know, just awesome. Like okay, after we're done shooting, like hey, we about to go get drinks here or whatever the case is. And I'm so glad that it's like that because it doesn't have to be like that for it to be a, a good show, but it can be a great show if it is like that. So I'm very thankful that this exact you know select few people um, are are just so are just so nice, great. Like I said, man, warm. And uh, it's, it's been a pleasure working with all of them. It, it, it truly has. And it's funny because even uh, Carl, uh, the guy playing Carlton, Ali, um, Simone, Shabari, though, I think of them as like little brothers and little sisters mm-hmm. um, just because of, you know, I've kind of been in the game for a little bit. I'm not a vet like that, but, you know, I know what I'm doing. And just seeing them grow each episode and how good they are, I can't wait for the world to see them. Um, Jabari, Ali, Simone, they all are so great. And if you IMDB them, maybe they're not going to have that many things on their resume, but this is, they're about to take off. And I, and I really mean that. And uh, I'm just glad that we can be cool and be friends as well and uh, just follow each other's journey. This has been a blessing. Definitely a blessing. Can't wait to check out Bel Air February 13th, streaming exclusively on Peacock. Now, Peacock. yeah. And, and you mentioned IMDB. I looked at your IMDB. You've got some great credits to your name, but it, you haven't done this for a long time, at least as far yeah. as people people know. You said you're you know you've been around the game a little bit, but what it's been like five, six, seven years. Not that long. I think so less than that. Twenty yeah, twenty seventeen is what the end of twenty seventeen is when I started. So wow, right okay, now, I guess like four and a half years. Okay, so only like a, a quarter of Tom Brady's career. <laughs> you know, just <laughs> hey, literally, I got a long way to go, man. <laughs> so. So how did you get into acting? Did you grow up wanting to get into show business? Did it kind of find you? How did this journey all start for Jordan? That's so crazy. So my mother, she's an actress. And uh, it's so funny. Uh, you know, I had hoop dreams at first. Um, just like, you know, just being a kid growing up in sports, want to play basketball or something like But my mom was an actress. But, you know, the journey is not, you know, the best journey sometimes. Sometimes it's just hard uh, emotionally, uh, mentally. And my mom was always supportive of me. Uh, one of the most supportive people that I have, you know, that has my back. Uh, but she didn't, I don't want to say she didn't want me to, but she just was completely okay if I wasn't going to act because she didn't want to see me. Be like, oh, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. And just whatever the journey was, she was like, you know, I've been through it and I don't want to see my son, say, you know, just being a protective mother. Um, and in 11th grade, I did a commercial. Uh, for NFL Play 60. 
And uh, like, and I got the commercial right away. Like I was like, well, let me just try it. And I went in there and I got like no, no callback, nothing. They were like, that's the guy, right? So I was like, in my head, I'm like, oh, I gotta be this easy every time, right? <laughs> so I knew the commercial was fun and everything. Um, then I, I, you know, then I had to go to college, I went to SC and it was hard for me to act just because of like the schedule. Sometimes you can get an audition and like for the next day, and it's like, well, I got a final the next day or mm-hmm. group project or something like important that I, I genuinely can't skip because this audition might go through and might not. So I had to kind of put it on like hold for a little bit. Uh, right when I graduated SC uh, is when I, I started uh, just starting to be in entertainment, was a PA uh, for a while, just trying to be around the entertainment business. And yeah, 2017 was when I was like, nah, I got to actually put my full foot forward. And uh, got a manager, uh, got an agent, and you know, rest is history now. So, so what did you major in in uh, USC? It's so funny, communication. So people oh. ask me that all the time, like, "Oh, you must have did theater." I didn't. I wanted to have just a, in a way, like a backup plan. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just just a, a just a good communication degree from SC, just in case everything, you know, just just a plan B type thing. So I was still acting in a way, like you know, at the time I had. Uh, my Snapchat was pretty big. I was just doing comedy on there. And that's kind of when I really was like, okay, I'm going to do this acting thing. People were like, oh my God, you re- you belong on TV. You belong on TV. And I'm doing all stuff on Snapchat and stuff. And I, I don't know what that really means. You know, I'm just like, I'm just going to keep doing what I do. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I guess just from, you know, getting propelled by my friends and just, you know, viewers uh, just believing in me. I'm like, you know what? I'm really going to try this and like do it like the right way. Um, so, but the thing is while SC, I didn't, uh, I didn't want to major in theater. I didn't want to do the theater classes and stuff like that. I just wanted a backup plan. Um, so when I got out of USC is when I started taking acting class, ironically, <laughs> it's like, you could have did this for free. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah. And uh, I think like maybe four months Honestly, less. I'm not gonna lie. Three months into getting a manager and stuff, I was already like on some stuff, some commercials, and so I knew that it was for me. I was like, okay. I'm, I'm in the right field because people are seeing stuff of me, and I'm just out here just being me. Um, yeah. And then in 2018, beginning in 2018 is when I got the rail show, which is unheard of. Like I, yeah. it happened so fast. All this happens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it truly did. So. Yeah, the journey that that, that's what sounds like an NBA 2K game, right? Right. The prelude and then the journey. My plan. (laughs) That's wild, man. So it happens so fast. I'm sure you're like, hell yeah, this is this is awesome. But at the same time, it could also be kind of overwhelming, especially for for a young guy like yourself. So how did you keep yourself grounded and and and, you know keep your mental health in check during that time? Because I'd imagine while it is really awesome, you're doing what you love, it's also a whole lot of pressure. Yeah, you know what's crazy? I think while it's happening, you don't think that way, though. Like, w- when I first, like, with the rail show, it was so, like, life-changing. I was green, you know? I was brand new and and going to be a series regular. I Honestly, I would say my honest answer is just taking it day by day. Because I wasn't thinking like that at the time. I just was like, oh, my God, this is new. And the next day was new, too. So I didn't know what to expect. And then the next day was new. And, you know, so I would say just... I know this might sound like corny or cliche, but just like staying humble, man. Just, 
just being thankful for every moment and staying in that moment. Don't worry about the next one. Don't worry about the ones before. Just being in the moment. I don't want, I, I, yeah, like, I don't want to say that it was hard because I wasn't thinking like that. I wasn't thinking like, okay, like, how am I going to get through this journey? Because this is new for me. I never thought that way. I just took it day by day and kept a smile on my face and, you know, keep the same friends and the same people that's been making you happy. Let's do it. As far as like with the acting and everything, you're in the moment, all that. So what your advice is be present. Be present. Be present and let, you know, and, you know, you're already talented already. So have faith in your talent. No matter what level you are, you are, you're here for a reason. So don't overthink it and just be present in the moment and, you know, do your job. <laughs> <laughs> I, I dig it. Now you said your mom was an actor as well. And yeah, I'd, I'd imagine no, well, she, she was as, as right now as she's acting as we speak. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we'll definitely have to check her out. And the, the cool thing is that she has been super supportive of you, but oh. I would imagine she's also gone through all the industry BS that, oh, that, that, yeah. that occurs as well. So how big has her mentorship been for you? Not just in, you know, with the basics, like getting an agent, getting headshots, you know, here's what you do or don't do an audition, but also for dealing with the politics and the BS that yeah, you know, unfortunately just, still exists to this day. Yeah. Just the mental aspect. My mom is, it's, man, I mean, I can talk about my mom for hours, seriously. Um, well, my mom has helped me so much mentally through this. Like you said, of course, with headshots, you know, I can, I can, but that's like a, a contact. No, this is my mother. You know, like a contact can help you do that. Just when, when there's times where, because in this industry, I, I say this all the time too, that, you know, if I was working a nine to five job, right, or I work for a bank and I was interviewing for that bank, and I go in there and I do my interview and they say, wow, you meet all the criteria. While you actually exceed our expectations, you're great. You're actually exactly what we've been looking for. You're probably going to get that job, right? Mm -hmm. Acting in, in few other uh, professions is completely different. So it is, you know, my mom calls it uh, the profession of no, because, <laughs> because it's <laughs> always these no's and you can go into an audition seriously and they can love you and the director love you or whatever the case is and because they already cast the girl and she's a different skin color or whatever the case is because of the type of show it is or or oh my god the producer owed his nephew a favor so such and such is gonna be playing this or or even I've even heard stories that where it's like we couldn't pick between two so we just like Rochambeau and like you know like so it has nothing to do with you. So you have to stay even killed when it, when it comes to, okay, if I go on audition, 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 and I don't get it to keep that mental strength of has nothing to do with me. Keep going because what's for you is for you. I learned all that from my mom because it's hard. Like I'm not just a human being. And when someone's telling you you're great. Oh my God. Great job. Everyone's clapping for you. We go out the room. All right. You know, thank you. And you leave out the room and you never hear anything that can get to some people, you know? And so, you know, I, I think of it as to help me um, like keep going. Not that I ever wanted to stop because I knew it was for me, but sometimes in everybody's journey, it gets harder sometimes, but it's like, who are you in that? So I always think about, and I learned this from my mom too, uh, the law of averages. The more no's you get, the closer you get to a yes, because you already know that has nothing to do with you. You prepare, you know, your lunch, you look good, got a fresh cut. You did, you know, you did everything and it was still a no. So that means that that wasn't for you. 
and you can't change what's already meant for you. So just get the nose out of the way. You be thankful for the nose because all you guys did was put me a step closer to my yes. So that, um, it, a lot of stuff I've learned from my mom, just how to deal with it and just stay in the mid, mid ground. Don't get too high in the highs. Don't get too low in the lows. Be in the moment, stay present. That's all Tosha story. My mom. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. And yeah, I like the fact that she really kind of mentally prepared you for auditions as well. I interviewed this oh, actress. Yeah. I interviewed this actress once who, you know, I asked her like, what's like your, what was your most awkward moment auditioning? And she goes, I killed this role or I, I killed the, the read. They said I was great. And then at the end, the director says, we would love to have you, but you remind me so much of my ex-wife. And I was just like, damn. Dude, that stuff happens <laughs> all the time, <laughs> which is crazy. It's like, sorry, just the person that's casting has something against your hairstyle that day or something. That's why I like going, like I said, I like, I like going into the rooms. You can fill out the room and crack a joke in the shoes. He didn't like that maybe, or maybe y'all had the same shoes on. Oh snap, I really like him because of course they were all good, but he stood out because he made me laugh when he came in and we both had the same drawings on. And, and that works in your favor. It doesn't. There's some auditions I've, I've gotten where I just wasn't prepared because of something I had to do the night before. I didn't have, a, this is a real story. I didn't have phone service because Rail, uh, he was doing a, a like a premiere for his comedy show they released on HBO. So the place that we were at watching it, I had no service. So I didn't get the email for the audition until like 11, 30, 12 at night. And I like talking to my manager and I'm like, yo, like I don't think I can do this. Like the auditions at eight, I don't know the lines. She's like, just go in there and get yourself in front of the director. I'm like, okay, cool. So for me, there was no pressure because I just knew I wasn't going to get it or anything. <laughs> so I'll go in there and I'd like damn near read it cold off the thing. They wanted me. Wow. And I knew friends that were like preparing for this role. I think this was this was the rookie too. Yeah. It's like what's meant for you is meant for you. So you got to like everything I said is like together, stay present, just stay even, you know, do what you're supposed to do. If it's no, it's no. Just be happy for the no because it gets you to your yes. But mainly with this example is what's meant for you is meant for you. And even in that in that rookie role, I felt like I killed it. But like they knew it was me when I walked in. It had nothing to do with me knowing all the lines and being off book and can do it had nothing to do with that. Sometimes it is about that. Sometimes it's about the director don't like your hair. Sometimes it's, it's just a crazy profession, but I love it. I love I wouldn't change it for the world. Cause then I couldn't tell you these great stories. <laughs> yeah, man, we, we really do appreciate it. We appreciate your time. We've been very gracious. We always like to ask our guests though, some kind of random rapid fire questions just to get to know them better. Are you ready, Jordan? Um, so, oh, I love this. Let's do it. <laughs> Favorite late night snack or cheat meal? Uh, burger. What kind of burger? <laughs> uh, wow. Okay. That is a loaded question. I eat so many burgers. It's a loaded question. I know this supposed to be rapid fire, but I can't even think of the, okay. I'll say umami burger. Okay. All right. That, that, I eat so many bur different burgers, dude. It's crazy. Of course, that's the first question. And from what I understand, like obviously you're, you're based in, in Cali. Now you grew up in Cali. Yeah. I grew up in Cali. Okay. So there's always this debate about, what a burger, in and out burger, you know, all the, what's like, if, if you had to pick one burger joint to go to for the rest of your life, what would it be? I honestly say Whataburger. Whataburger is in the South. Well, my family's from the South. So when I go down there, I have it. And maybe it's also because if you don't have something that much or you don't have access to it, it tastes better. 
So, but Whataburger in, in the South is fire. Like, in and out I get it, but, like, I have it all the time. That's why I was going to say that, but I was like, eh, like, that's, everybody is in and out, you know? So, Whataburger. Yeah, I agree. I, I remember I saw, I was like, they have all these toppings and everything else. Like, it was delicious. <laughs> now, now, granted, I had it at, like, 2.30 a.m., like, maybe, like, the that's Friday the after Thanksgiving. Time. But still, like, it was good. Yeah, it's the best time. <laughs> <laughs> All-time favorite film? The Prestige with Christian Bale Ooh. and Hugh Jackman. All-time favorite actor or actress besides yourself, besides Will Smith, and besides your mom? Uh, I would say Tupac or Denzel. Favorite Tupac and Denzel films? Uh, Juice, uh, Above the Rim, um, Poetic Justice, American Gangster, Training Day. I'll throw one more in there. Oh, Two Guns is underrated by with uh, Mark Wahlberg and Denzel. That's one of the best movies ever, but we, no one wants to talk about that. But very underrated Denzel movie. So good. You know, I feel like over the years, American Gangster is kind of underrated. It's such a great film. Oh. And then also, had, Jay-Z did the whole soundtrack. I guess that was epic. Dude, it, it is crazy. It's like Denzel does so much work and he's so good at everything. It's, things get forgotten. Favorite Will Smith movie? Oh, damn. I got a couple because they're different. Bad Boys 2, mm -hmm. I Am Legend, Pursuit of Happiness. He plays like three different. I had to I had to go three. It's not the same guy. Love those choices. I love Pursuit of Happiness, one of my all-time favorite films. But like I can only watch like once every few years because that just that just gets you right in the field. I mean, it gets you, dude. I mean, it gets you. That's why I'm like, okay, so for that feel good gets you, I, that's that's Pursuit of Happiness. For that, for that action, that acting that's killer, you know, I Am Legend. For that smooth, one of my favorite characters in movies is Mike Lowry, just the smoothest cat. Yeah. You know, action guns, he gets the girls, like just three different Will Smiths, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know he's been winding down in recent years. He's still famous. He's still doing a lot. But like, I mean, do you remember him in his, like, he's still in his prime. But, you know, when, when he was younger, like every summer and every holiday season, like he would just come out with a hit. With like, whether it be Hancock or iRobot like, or whatever. Literally. Like, yeah. When in black. Like all of that. Uh, yes, I, I remember that. It's crazy. He would just, <laughs> I'm trying to think of like one more. He was also another uh, good Will Smith movie that he did early, um, Six Degrees of Separation. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Really good in that. A movie that gets played a lot that not a lot of people always talk about is like a Will Smith film, but like you see it all the time on TV, Hitch. Like for like a rom com, that's we like was a watching Hitch. Hitch. Me, and, yeah. me and Jabari was watching Hitch. I was like, look, you're on TV. <laughs> 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 this was like a couple of days ago. That's funny. Hitch is underrated. Yeah, it's awesome. It's a, it hits it hits the feels. It's funny. It's a nice balance. You know, the guy has all the advice, but you know, he doesn't have the right answers for himself. You know? For himself, you know, it's a great story. It's a yeah. great story. Yeah. Everybody check out Hitch after you're if you're done watching. Everybody, that. if you're watching this, go watch Hitch too. Now, from what I understand, Will Smith was also an executive producer on Bel Air. Did you have a chance to work with him at all? He is. Uh not yet. Um Things are in the works. That's all I can say. <laughs> all right. Well, we'll, we'll Things are in the works. We'll, we'll have to revisit that in a in another interview next time after uh, Bel Air's a smash hit and you're you're blown up everywhere. Just you don't know, forget about us. I got you, man. <laughs> I got you. You told me off the air you were a Dallas Cowboys fan, and uh, I do forgive you for that. You know, growing up a, <laughs> a, a Giants fan. Who is your all-time favorite Dallas Cowboy? Oh, that's hard, too. Okay, right now I'm on a CD land, but I'll say my all-time favorite for real is probably Des Bryant. 
I would say Michael Irvin, he was the first one, but like Des Bryant was a dog. And um, I think that was just my era when I was, you know, really like, you know, Michael Irvin, I wasn't really watching at the time, yeah. but Des, the Des Bryant era, I was there, man. But, you know, we always got cheated out of something and it wasn't Des' fault. That's why I always was happy. Like, I don't know if you remember that catch that wasn't a catch. I was just about to ask you, did yeah. Des catch it? You know, he caught it. <laughs> you know, he caught it. And everybody, everybody in that moment, know he caught it too. Even the refs now, ain't no way you go up over two people, catch it, try to be the greatest player of all time, come down, take two steps, die for the end zone, boom. That's a fumble of anything, not an incomplete, incomplete pass. So, uh, to this day, it angers me. To this day, because <laughs> that changed everything. That yeah, I been, agree. You know, right there, they call it incomplete where he went up, caught it, took two steps, dove. They said, oh, he didn't catch it? I'm like, oh. Only in, the, only, only in the NFL can they not know what a catch is. If it looks like a catch, then it is a catch. It is a catch. Jeez, man. Back in the 80s, they was just catching whatever, putting it down. <laughs> <laughs> I know, like, no two-step, no, no there's a one-foot here, there's a toe-drag here. Like, Yeah, now yeah. it's like two feet in, like one feet in with college. It's like, dude, did he catch the ball? Yeah, did it look like it? Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Yeah. Now, now you did go to USC. USC, of course, at one point in time was a, and it, it still has a decent program, but in its prime, I mean, a legendary football factory, especially my favorite era back in the day with like Matt Leinart and Reggie Bush I mean, and Lindell White and all those guys. That's the best era. That's the best era. Lindell White, Reggie Bush, Matt Leinart. I can't really, you can't ram a better team than that. And yeah, I think that's when we lost to Vince Young, right? And, yeah. uh, Regardless, Reggie Bush, you know, NFL is different. Reggie was the best, uh, besides OJ Simpson, but you know, whatever. Uh, but <laughs> the best, I think the best college running back ever to this day. He, to he this was day, phenomenal. Reggie Bush, he was, he would like, Derrick Henry was great. Like, and Derrick Henry is still great. You know, Derrick Henry is like a beast. But like, Reggie Bush was running this way and then running back and then running this way. Like, there was like 11 chances to tackle him whenever he ran and, you know, and you couldn't get him. He was incredible, man. I remember those days, man. And that was before I went to SC too. I was a big SC fan. Cause like that was LA's team. Like we didn't have a team, but SC was the team for football. Yeah, it was, it, it was spectacular. As the kids say, you, you had to be there. You, just... had to be, hey, you had to be there. <laughs> so, so when you were going to SC, who was the, was it, was it Sam Darnold, the, the quarterback? Yeah, it was Darnold's. Okay. We weren't, we weren't, and now I think that was Darnold my second year too. I forgot, like we we had a quarterback transfer. Uh, it was Darnold, I believe. Um, and uh, that was Marquise Lee, Robert Woods. That's when I went there. So we were still nice, like you said, but we weren't the same. Like we, you know, we we wasn't number one in the nation. <laughs> Favorite character in Bel Air besides Jazz? The 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 strict answer is is Will. He's going to kill me, but uh, I'll say Carlton. But specifically, Ollie, like, his acting is amazing. And, you know, like I said, just just proud of the, just proud of them. But his, I can't even say anything, but <laughs> his acting is incredible. He's, he's my favorite character. And I actually don't even like his character, but that's why he's my favorite character, because I don't like him. But he's not supposed to be, you know. He comes in, he's like, who's Will? Like, you know, like, the, he's he's that type of vibe you can tell by the trailer. Y'all gonna see, and it's like, but he, he's so good at the role, though, that it's like, even though I hate him, he's like, um, not to this extent, because this was crazy, 
but like Game of Thrones, Joffrey. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I'm not comparing them, right? But it's like, you know, when a character, some people are like, oh, he gets on my nerves. But the reason why he gets on your nerves because he's good at getting on your nerves, you know? Joffrey's a whole different story because, like, I heard that, like, he had to take a break from acting because he was getting, like, he was so good at being evil. Colt is not evil. It's not the same show. But that was the that was the best example I could come yeah. up with. He, he's like a pro wrestling hero, right? He's like a bad, he's like a bad guy. You know what I mean? Like, he's just very, he, he's so involved in the role that, like, you know, even if you hate him, it's like, damn, like, he's he's, he's great. Yeah, at this. he's it's good. He's compelling. You're watching him. You're watching him. So, yeah, I would say Carlton is my favorite character on the show. All right. Shout, shout out to Carlton. Shout out to Ali. What's your most awkward moment as an actor? It's a, it really wasn't even that awkward, but it was, it just was like, I mean, it was still awkward. I would say when I was shooting the rail show, the rail show is like a live taping. Mm-hmm. So on Thursdays we shoot it live and we did a scene uh, where uh, Simba's friend is like in the hospital, but we're like surrounding him. And he's like telling a story about like the old days or something. So we're positioned in a certain way. So sometimes like because of photographic memory, you're like, okay, when I'm here, I say this. So we do like the first scene, right? And then he has like a flashback and he's like, I remember 1970, boom. And then they show the 1970s, like what they pre-recorded. And, you know, we're taking breaks. Like this is a lot of recording. So this is like all between like three, four hours of like being there. Um. When we come back, we had like a break or intermission or something. We came back and it was supposed to be a whole nother scene. But I'm still saying lines from the, from, from the scene before, like an hour before. And, and I'm saying it and everybody's looking at me. I'm like, what? I'm like, because we're standing in the same exact places. There was, there was I was doing the same exact scene um, that, I, that basically I was supposed to move on to the next scene. And I didn't. Um, and Rel was like, yo, do you good? And I was like, yeah, what's up? And he was, he was like, bro, we already did that scene. I was like, oh my God. And the whole audience is laughing. Like, it wasn't embarrassing. It just was like awkward. It was like, oh my God, I completely didn't do the scene I was supposed to do. But I mean, it was cool. Like, I just, we just picked up from, you know, right. But that was, that was definitely, especially for me, because that hadn't happened before. That was for sure awkward. And especially because they were like looking at me laughing. Because, you know, we're like on a comedy set. So it's not like, it's okay, like, but you're doing the wrong one. It was more like they were clowning me. And I'm like, bro, what are y'all talking about? (laughs) And I was just doing a whole nother scene. It was funny, though, man. It was funny. Hey, you you got through it, right? (laughs) Yeah, I did. I did. For the broadcast version of this interview, you're rocking a a nice chain. Uh, What what is it all about? Uh, My chain says, call God. Uh, call God is just, you know, I'm spiritual. Uh, I believe in God, Christian. It's just a reminder that like, you know, always in a way, like we talked about, always stay even killed. So, you know, we're, we're having faith in God, you know, say so I pray a lot. Um, but a lot of people only pray or call God when good stuff happens. Uh, thank you, God, so much for the role. Oh, my God. You know, thank you so much. But even in the bad times, too, I think that's the most important. You know, I always, I always pray to God and I thank him if I'm going through anything. I thank him for the struggle. I thank him for it because I know it's just, you know, it's it's helping me grow. Um, so sometimes, you know, you can ask for something. And instead of getting something for me, I put I say God puts you in a position, a different position to attain that. 
So, and then in that, because he put you in a different position, you grinded and got what you wanted. Not only did you get what you asked for, you learned a lot about yourself and you grew. Um, so I feel like that's the most kind of like pertinent part. Um, and when you do believe in something, if it's karma, if it's the universe, if it's God, whatever, um, it's, you know, just always, I always look down like, hey, call God, even if something's going bad, like, hey, thank you, God, because I know you're putting me through this for a reason. And also, you know, thanking him through, throughout the good, the good times, but always thanking him, you know, always thanking God because you don't know where else you could be. You don't. So um, this is just my daily reminder, my constant reminder um, to call God. Amen to that. Now, man, you've dropped a, a lot of gems throughout this, this whole interview, you know, ha- call God, having faith, be present, you know, don't take things personal, stay even keeled. But is there any other gems that you can drop? What's the best piece of advice you can leave us for success? If you put your mind to something, anybody can do what they want. That's, that's what I truly believe. But it's not about getting to where you're trying to go. It's about staying there. Um, it's about if you do get a chance to do what you want, not messing it up. Um, so I think that's always in, like not to be cliche, but I think one of the best pieces of advice for success is being yourself. Um, and I think that, you know, of course, that sounds like cliche and simple, but I say that when you a lot of people get to a certain place, they change. And not saying that you shouldn't change. I mean, one of Jay-Z's best quotes, he was like, you think I worked this hard to stay the same? And I don't mean like change as in like, oh, stay in the hood after you have money or something like that. Like, of course you got to change. But if you walked into the game with humility, passion, um, love and care in your heart and all this stuff, just as you go on your journey and elevate, keep those same things. Just keep those same things because they'll take you farther than just your talent, you know, how you treat people and how you act towards people and your attitude towards work and everything and how you got here being determined and resilient. Just don't lose that. Don't get complacent. I'm not saying don't change who, you know, if you need to hang around different people, if you need that, then do that. You know what I'm saying? Um, But I'm just saying that the main pillars that got you to where you are, which is like kindness and, you know, small things like being on time, being professional. Um, don't lose that. A lot of people do lose that because they get comfortable. Um, and then you don't know people behind your back like, yeah, he used to be cool, but then now he act like, it, you know, what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you don't want to be that guy. Um, so, um, you know, if I had 10 minutes to think about it, I probably had a different answer. But I think that that is probably most important, though. Um, keeping your main values um, and just staying true to who you are, seriously, because that's what got you to that point. So wise words. Thank you so much for the time, folks. You can check out Bel Air streaming exclusively on Peacock February 13th. You can check out Jordan L. Jones, who plays jazz. I'm sure he'll do, do a it. great job. Can't wait to watch <laughs> the show. Jordan, before we let you go, where can fans find you online? Uh, Instagram at Jordan L Jones, but like dots in between. So Jordan dot L dot Jones. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jordan L Jones underscore, uh, click that follow button. There we go. One more, one more bonus question. What does the L stand for? Oh, I can't tell everybody that, right? (laughs) (laughs) All right. There we go. (laughs) You know, Samuel Jackson's middle name. Damn, you got me there. No, you know I, Michael. You know Michael B. Jordan's middle name, Bakari. Damn, really? 
actually did feel that. It okay. Was, maybe another interview when I when I'm down the road, I'll, you know, I'll let you know. Oh, there we go. I like it. We we save we save a preview for uh, the next time. Jordan, thank you so much for your time, man. Hey, thank you so much. Appreciate you, man.